in the great Christmas tradition of a felled man being fair game. We've seen it all before, so let's reload on a very special episode of shows that suck and shows that blowed. Buckle up, buttercup, it's a bumpy road. Going deep inside the mainframe secret code. Some of this shit stinks, some of it's gold. Hello, and welcome to a very special episode. For those of you dreaming of a white Christmas, you came to the wrong place. (laughs) This week will be our fourth and final installment of our month-long holiday celebration, in which we have weekly episodes discussing holiday episodes of Family Matters. The greatest sitcom, not just of the 90s, but of all time. No. (laughs) I don't know that I would say that. Of all time. Merry Christmas. (laughs) I'm your host this week, Ryan Alexander Tanner. With me is a little Jerry Curl having kid. Uh, Carolyn Maine. (laughs) A withered old grandmother we haven't seen in years. Austin Gordon. <laughs> and a negligent mother. <laughs> David Bettenhofer. <laughs> and we'll be discussing Family Matters, Season 9, a.k.a. Scraping the Bottom of the Barrel. <laughs> Episode 12, Deck the Malls, in which... It's not really a plot. It's just a bunch of mall-based vignettes in which the Winslows and Urkel have mall jobs for no reason. <laughs> A series of um, events happen. But I'll they tell sure you this. Do. By the end of the episode, you will believe that Santa exists. <laughs> so, we usually discuss our relationship with the show, but we're pretty balls deep in this thing at this point. So I do have a question before we yeah. uh, get really into it. Is this the final season? Is that... It is. All right, so this is like the final Christmas episode. (laughs) And this, yeah, it's the final Christmas episode. It's, I don't think it was meant to be the, like, it had switched networks. It had just switched networks. And I think it was one of those things where uh, whatever network it switched to paid a lot of money for this show. And then... (laughs) Then saw this episode and said, what the hell did we just get into? (laughs) And then they're like, oh, whoops, this show is like... Really on its last legs. <laughs> and then they canceled it. It's also, um, this is one of the last, if not final, appearances of the original Harriet. Yeah. Oh, because shit. she signed on for half a season oh, okay. yeah, when yeah, they yeah, yeah. switched networks. And so the the second half of this season, which may start in the next episode, uh, she's ha- replaced by a different actor. Yeah, they just replaced <gasps> replace her she's the one who started the show well they did (laughs) Um, well they did (laughs) well before we get into it i would just like to note that my relationship with this show over the course of this christmas special series has deepened and worsened (laughs) i get haunted by urkel I think about the theme song at rest. I can sing it from any part of it. You know, it's it's too much. Oh my god! One more. One to go. One to go. We don't. We don't even hear the theme song in this. I episode. was disappointed. Yeah. Um, can't you all hear it right now? Yes, <laughs> I, can. I wanted to hear it when I tuned in to watch this. Not to put the cart before the horse here, but uh, this is the 
only episode where I didn't hate Urkel the entire time, so... Oh yeah, he's he's annoying, but he's he doesn't really like ruin Christmas yeah. and then make everyone feel bad for exactly. him this year. Easily the most measured that we have ever seen him. <laughs> Is this the first one where he doesn't destroy something and then Laura tells him to fuck off? Well, and I mean, he, he destroys something. Like... <laughs> yeah, he destroys just... something in the cold open, but Laura's just like, well, this shit just yeah. happens now. The Winslows have given up. They, they've yeah. accepted their fate. A hundred percent. It's true. Well, he, like, lives with them at this point. Yeah, exactly. and... yeah well, you could get in. I have, yeah, I have some notes on that. We have questions. Uh, well, Ryan, fresh off their, uh, their doubling down on their Dickensian existence at this time of the year, the cracked research team <laughs> has confirmed that this is the last episode of featuring the original Harry. Oh, oh. wow. Thanks, crack research team. You'll get an extra helping of gruel. Now, now they can go back to playing extras in various regional productions <laughs> of A Christmas Carol. Unpaid <laughs> extras. At the mall. Oh, yes. So, yeah, as we open, Laura is making a big gingerbread house. These Winslows, too, are so, like, wholesome. <laughs> and they're always doing, like, the they their house is, like, so perfectly decorated with Christmas cheer yeah. every year. And Well, there was a scene at the, towards the end of the episode. This isn't spoilery at all or whatever, but, like, the opening of the scene had Harriet, like, putting a Santa out on the mantle or something like that. Um, just before somebody came through the front door and started the actual like point of the scene, mm-hmm. but it becomes clear in that scene that this is on Christmas Eve, and that's where I was like, Jesus, they're still decorating on Christmas Eve. Like, <laughs> yeah, they can't stop. They're still putting out new stuff. They just can't stop decorating. <laughs> so yeah, Laura's making a big ass gingerbread house, <laughs> and then Urkel comes in, and then there's like four minutes of the <laughs> audience just coming all over themselves. <laughs> They're just like, oh, 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 oh. Then they had to mop it up. It was, it was a whole yeah. thing, you know. Yeah. They were yeah, slipping and sliding in it. Couldn't get it all I up. assume that's why they didn't have an opening song on this one. They had to give extra time to the audience losing their shit over Urkel. <laughs> yeah, and then there's some there's some heavy woos later too because there's some uh, some deep cuts in this episode. Not, not to yeah. Away. I mean, I already did, but... Um, <laughs> And then Urkel's like, I'm going to be a rapper at the mall, which is hilarious. Double meaning. Yeah. And she's like, you're not a rapper. And he's like, no, I'm going to rap gifts. Which is like, aren't you a brilliant scientist? <laughs> Didn't you invent a teleportation device and clone yourself? This is the show's ninth season. Aren't they in their like, early to mid-twenties at this point? Shouldn't they be? Yeah. In- all live at the house. Shouldn't they be in like college and having at least, like, if not real jobs, like consistent low-paying retail jobs or something at this point? I think they've graduated from college at this point. Actually, oh, Eddie is sake. a police officer at this point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I guess he still lives at home. These kids just will not I don't know. We only we only see Eddie for roughly 90 seconds yeah. in this episode. They mentioned so. Eddie at yeah. the end of the episode. I'm like, oh, yeah, Eddie was on this show. <laughs> well, and initially, too, he's like, oh, Eddie went to go pick something <laughs> yeah. up. And I was like, oh, this is just their lame excuse. <laughs> yeah, I know, exactly. I had the exact yeah. same thought. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, they're just writing him off because they didn't want yeah, to Yeah, let's just say across the four Christmas episodes we've watched, Eddie <laughs> has barely factored into any of those plots at Well, all. my biggest regret of this Family Matters Christmas <laughs> season 
is that there's like three Family Matters Christmases we didn't get to watch. <laughs> Only? It seems like and so many more that we did, yeah. In at least one of them, at the end, Eddie gets to sing the Christmas song. Aww. I'm wow. really disappointed that we missed that one. <laughs> That's Aunt Rachel's thing, damn it. I feel like yeah. I... And maybe, maybe I just misheard. I thought Waldo sang one of them, too, because that would be... He, you know... I hope not, because if we missed that, that would be a real my, tragedy. Then I don't even believe in Santa anymore. I don't see Waldo doing that. Also, this is 100% the point at which Jaleel White is clearly like 45 years old. Yeah. But he's just like, hey, everybody, it's me, Urkel. And he has uh, like a permanent five o'clock shadow. And is I know, he really does. Eight he's like, tall, and you're just like, oh, boy. He's like, I got a triple bypass. (laughs) (laughs) My mortgage is due Monday. I need to wrap these presents. I have to go sign the papers again. (laughs) Second mortgage. Did I do that? There we go. I was waiting for the drop. Thanks, Austin. And it's so uninspired. Like, Laura's like, all right, I'm making a gingerbread house. And Urkel's like, hold on, let me fuck with it. And she's like... Really, I know you're going to, but just don't do it, all right? And he's like, nope, I'm still going to do it. I don't care how you feel. And she's like, no, or, leave it alone. But there's a spot. Leave it, please. And then he like just tosses her on top of it. <laughs> I guess, yeah. yeah. I, th- I guess the show thinks it's being clever by having like Laura technically be the agent of the destruction, but like... <laughs> she falls onto the gingerbread house mm-hmm. rather than like Steve falling into it. But it's essentially the same fucking thing that happens in every one of these cold opens. Well, I almost want to give family matters credit for this. Cause it's like, <laughs> it's not if the gingerbread house is going to get destroyed. <laughs> it's how it's going to get destroyed. And you don't always know. You see the gingerbread house, you see Urkel show up, you know what the end result's going to be. It's the journey that we're wondering. Right? <laughs> This is the second gingerbread house we've destroyed in four episodes. So yeah, it really does happen. Do you guys think the chimney went right up Laura's ass? I think so. I I thought that was pretty clearly established. Yeah. Another thing that's sad that we missed (laughs) is Urkel and Carl falling through the roof on Christmas. Oh, that's. I mean, it's not too late. There's a few more weeks of the holiday season. I mean, your house would then like be cold right like right oh yeah yes it would i think it would be inhospitable at christmas yeah exactly like leave yeah well it's not too late you guys for us to add some more (laughs) four more years (laughs) really matters christmas is just think about it um oh yeah and then urkel so he just totally doesn't listen or he shoves around in the fucking (laughs) uh gingerbread house and destroys it and then he's like look what you did (laughs) we call that gaslighting (laughs) what's interesting well i guess we should point out that what myra got him the job right and that's his like hot girlfriend fiance apparently oh my god so a bunch has happened maybe ryan can correct me she just talks about marriage but i don't think they're actually like engaged Uh, right that is true and also we're mere moments away from Laura finally giving up and yeah. getting together. Well, that's what I was thinking. I was like, but then you say he gets married to Laura at the end of the, the series, and that's like like six episodes away or something, right? Or 
It's like ten episodes. Yeah. Like, they don't have a wedding. They get engaged. <gasps> yeah. Maybe there's like, hope. Yeah. Well, there's no hope. Oh, okay. And so is it just oh, a case no that like she <laughs> proclaims her love for him and then he just immediately dumps My- Myra? What happens? <laughs> Is that um, I'm not exactly sure how it had. She finally gives in, and they go on some. They start dating, and then Myra gets all obsessed and starts like filming them and spying on them and stuff. Wow. And she teams up with Stefan or Kel, I believe, or maybe she teams up with. I think it's Stefan or Kel. There's this sort of Archie Comics-esque, like, dating wars that happens in which Myra's, like, tampering with their romance. Question. And, yeah. When she's teaming up with Stefan Urkel, is this Stefan Urkel as Steve's alter ego slash different personality? Or is this at the point where he's, like, created a separate physical manifestation of Stefan Urkel. Yes, this is several years after Steve has cloned himself, Okay, and the clone has become Stefan Urkel. So that wasn't just like a one-off thing? That was like a permanent change to the Family Matters mythos? Like, from now on, there's another cooler Urkel running around? Yes, and he went to Paris to become a male model. (laughs) Well, originally, didn't First, it was just kind of a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde yeah, kind of thing, right. where Steve just transformed into him. Which somehow became the less ridiculous version of this, <laughs> yeah. this plotline. Which, I yeah. mean, hats off, hats off to the show for coming up with a way to make that the less ridiculous mm-hmm. plotline. Yeah. Fucking love this show. So, okay, if Urkel is dating Myra, who's ready to get married, P.S., why is he still flirting with Laura? He, like, calls her a turtle dove or a snow globe or some well, shit. there's this interesting thing that's old-fashioned. Like, in the 50s, like, you would date a bunch of people, but you'd have, like, your number one or your steady or whatever. Main and this squeeze. show seems to kind of subscribe to that. There's, like, huh. a main squeeze, but you can get yeah. some on the side, which seems very not wholesome to me. Yeah. Right? Charles in charge would do the same thing. Yeah. That scoundrel. <laughs> but also, pretty much the dynamic seems to be that um, Meyer's more into Urkel than he is into her. Right. Yeah. And she doesn't. And part of the joke is that Myra does what Urkel does. Like, she disregards his boundaries and his feelings. <laughs> And doesn't really listen to him when he tries to be kind about but ins- letting her down. But instead of using that as a vehicle for Urkel learning he should back the fuck off of Laura, they get engaged. Right. Okay, cool. There's also a frustrating element of that Myra is really, really wants to have sex with Urkel. Yeah, that was my, my vague recollection wow. of, yeah. of her was that she was like hardcore DTF. In, yeah, it, and she's very attractive. Yeah, That's I know. the other thing. It's strange to see her throw herself at Urkel, yeah, even though he is 40 now. Yeah. The other thing is that she dies in real life. <gasps> that, like the actress does? From yeah, like, Urkel? No, she got, like, stomach cancer. Oh, oh no. Yeah, that's not funny. That's um, terrible. But it happened soon after this. And there was so... Yeah. One of our uh, listeners sent us, like, a list of season 10 episodes that were mm-hmm. supposed to happen which ended up i think not being a real thing yeah 
but it it gets into it's like a fan wrote it. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, and, actually yeah. better than the actual episodes, if you ask me. Well, they're very believable, as what the episodes would have been. <laughs> so anyway, all right, Gingerbread House is destroyed. <laughs> Gingerbread House is destroyed. And then there's no opening credits, yep. I think, to make time for the wooing when Urkel comes <laughs> It's not a small amount of wooing. So then Carl and just some guy. Yeah. And Willie, who we've never seen before. Well, some guy who is very clearly a lesser rank than Carl, we'll find out. Yeah. yeah. So that was my question. You answered my question, Ryan, which was, have we ever seen this guy before and will we ever see him again? I don't think so. Okay. But he's like a fellow cop who's below Carl, who has a property where Carl just lets him take a treat from, right? Yeah. Yeah, he owns some plot of land in Chicago (laughs) that he can chop a tree down from. And he's really sweaty. Yes, that was my favorite thing about him. (laughs) Is that, like... You that guy, relatable? Yes, I'm like, that guy is sweating like I would be sweating if I just carried a Christmas tree inside the house. Whereas, like, every other TV character in existence is never sweating. Well, the, the thing about it is that his sweatiness really um, shows you how the episode was filmed. Because he's just not sweaty anymore all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh and then um, I definitely ended up keeping tabs on who was sweaty and when throughout the episode <laughs> yeah. as a result of this. But he's, like, really sweaty. Yeah. Yeah, let's see if somebody else gets more sweaty. I can't wait. We'll see. Um, so then uh, Willie opens his gift from the commissioner, and it's fudge. Yeah, well, first we just should note that Carl is very upset that they got the same size present. Right. Since he's chief now or something or sorry i don't know captain. what the fuck carl's rank is, is that right <laughs> he said he was captain which i don't think is okay. as high as chief yeah which means he believes he should get a better uh present which... right which is maybe setting up something that'll pay yeah. off later <laughs> it just doesn't seem to ex- to exude leadership to me but what <laughs> but he's like hey underling how come you got the same thing i did yeah exactly why did i <laughs> <laughs> I deserve what? more because I'm a higher ranking. What hot honest. bullshit is this? <laughs> so then uh, Carl, Carl's like, that sucks that you only got fudge. Give me some of that fudge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the best part, too, is he's mad they're getting the same thing and then he takes some of the other guy's yeah, present. Exactly. <laughs> I'm starting to think that police can be corrupt, guys. <laughs> so then Carl doesn't open his present, but he assumes it's fudge and he's mad yeah. that it's he only got fudge. Fudge assumption. Yep. Spoiler yeah. alert, I take the fudge, but all right. <laughs> I know, I'd be happy. I personally would be grateful for fudge. Um... So then uh, Willie leaves, and then the OG Harriet comes in, <laughs> and I was like, oh, and she finished her shopping, which is just incidentally something that happens. <laughs> All the uh, Family Matters Christmases are very much about shopping, we'll put it that way. Yes. It's true. They're real true. capitalist consumers. And giving, and like giving uh, a very clear indication of when a given character has completed their shopping. Mm. It's true. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, at one focus. point in the episode when... Or in this earlier in the scene when Carl and and the other cop were bringing in the Christmas tree and the cop was joking he was gonna charge Carl like seventy bucks for it or whatever Carl's like don't make jokes like that to a man on a budget and I'm like nothing about your existence in this show <laughs> leads me to believe that you have any kind of realistic budget that right. you've ever had to adhere to. 
the house, the 20 kids. Uh, right. It was $69.95 Christmas tree price, yeah. which I think is fair. Yeah, yeah, it's reasonable. It's a big-ass tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So then uh, 3J and Little Richie come in. <laughs> so who's 3J? <laughs> That's right, Jay. 3J is a kid that slips on the, the drip of Little Richie's jerry curl. <laughs> 3J is a kid from the hood who was adopted by the Winslows to give the show some flavor. Okay, so what happened to the other two Js? Did they die? Yeah, it's his street name, you know? That's what if, if the writers of Family Matters, that's their understanding of what people um, oh. from the hood, the types of monikers they adopt. So why, like why did the pop. Winslows adopt 3J? <laughs> I don't, whatever. Because the fucking loose ratings were low. Yeah, because they Cousin Oliver, room. David. <laughs> they weren't doing anything with Judy's room, so. Free Jay just showed up. Yeah, he's like, hey, I heard one of your kids disappeared. Can I come live at your house? I know, I always, I always forget that David wasn't on the first Stevel episode that we did, oh, which was where wow. I had the, who the fuck is this 3J kid reaction? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he was there. Because he, he's... He was there for the introduction about how it's going to be scary and all that nonsense. Another thing that's too bad that we don't get to see together is original Gangsta Dog, which is yet another Jaleel White persona. Uh, oh, wow. Sounds there's, sensitive. There's so much we don't get to see. And when Urkel makes a Bruce Lee potion. Ooh. I think how much street cred do you get by being named original Gangsta Dog? A lot. <laughs> oh, I yes. think, David, you should call yourself Original Gangsta Dog yeah. and go down to the hood. Yeah, we'll see how, how that works. goes. Is, yeah. it, is it wrong of me to assume that all of the Family Matters writers are white? No, I don't think it's wrong okay. of you at all. Because you do have to wonder for like yeah. a show that's all African-American, mm-hmm. which is which is something. like That's not insignificant. <laughs> Um, but like, what was it like for, th- for the actors to just be getting handed these scripts that were written by a bunch of whiteies that, sure. you know, that like with 3J just very clearly expressed a white perspective on very cliche kind of stuff. Like, I wonder what that was like for mm-hmm. them to be like, well, on the one hand we're you know, we're putting out positive uh, representations of African American culture on TV, and we're you know mm-hmm. we're this super popular sitcom on this popular block of of TV shows, and people are watching it, and that's great. But on the other hand, we're spouting out a bunch of dialogue from white people that really don't know what our experiences are like whatsoever. Yeah, well, it's interesting too because it's of an era where, like, when this show starts, we still have the Cosby Show, mm-hmm. which is a black family on TV, but isn't culturally um i'm gonna get i'm gonna say something you got it whatever um, <laughs> but you know like the the, the huxtables aren't the the best representation of black culture right right in the black experience in the united states and then uh early, fairly early on in family matters you get shows like martin and living single and stuff mm-hmm. that are more still you know um still kind of hyper real in terms of their sitcom and whatnot but get a little bit more a little closer to what I've been led to believe is that 
Here's what I'll say is that the Cosby show and definitely Family Matters are shows with black casts that are made to appeal still to a mainstream, which is another way of saying white audience. Yeah. And then shows like Martin and Living Single and Rock uh, seem to really be like for black people more. Right. And so Family Matters still has a very white aesthetic, but it has these little sprinklings of. You know, trying to mm. appeal to black culture, which is which is three J on the show, <laughs> or three J and just certain things well, like, like just at the beginning of the episode, Urkel called the gingerbread house boss, which just made me <laughs> <laughs> that's a boss gingerbread house. I think that's definitely something a white person. Said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the closest they get to black culture is when Urkel's gonna go be a rapper. But it's a Christmas wrapper. <laughs> Never mind. Almost, almost, guys. Yeah. Well, it's just interesting because I would uh, I would say that Family Matters is a, a white show with a black cast. Yeah, for true. The most part. It's written by point. white people for white people. Yeah, just happens to star black yeah. actors. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and so at one point here, uh, when Harriet mentions that she's done all their Christmas shopping or whatever, they. Uh, they mentioned that they haven't gotten anything for Steve yet, which mm-hmm. will become important later, but also made me just note, like, wow, they've just they've given up on keeping him out of the family at this point. He lives with them. Right, right. And it's How just, did that happen? Did they adopt him, or did he just take Judy's Well, he's, room? like, 45 at this point. Yeah, he's no, just probably, yeah. like, renting Why a room Why are they gathering him? kids when they should be shedding them at this point, right? <laughs> they should, <Yeah>. David. <laughs> Well, they got rid of Eddie. He's not around. <laughs> no, he's he shows up. I, I don't know if I've seen the episode where he moves in with them. Like, I'm not. I don't wow. think I know how that goes down exactly. They probably don't do a whole episode. He just stops leaving. Right. That's yeah. I. I like seriously, Carol. I think that's probably like at some point he's just living upstairs, and everyone says, "Oh, I guess I missed the episode where that happened." And <laughs> he just says, "Well, it's time for bed," and then goes upstairs, and then. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, no, that tracks. Yeah, they just look at each other and shrug. <laughs> yeah, speaking of, um, they mention to little Richie that his mom is going to come and visit him yeah, she's for the holiday. feeling better, is what they said. Well, no, that Aunt uh, Helen is feeling better. So I believe oh. the story is that Rachel went to go take care of their Aunt Helen. Oh, okay. Who I don't know who that is, or I don't know if this is something that was set up a long time ago to explain. I feel like we just haven't seen Rachel in three years, yeah. and there's just a, a quick explanation of where she's been. She's clearly dying off screen. <clears throat> sure, and something I assume, like and I assume, no explanation was ever given for why, wherever she went, her son didn't go with her. Yeah, I don't know. She went to Detroit. Yeah, well, that's the explanation in and of itself, right? Yeah. 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 Say no more. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, anyway, little Richie's excited to see his mom, I guess. So, and then Laura drops a bunch of stuff, right? Yes. And then, which is just, uh, I think, just, uh, that's foreshadowing that she'll end up with Urkels. So. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, oh, there's no mall Santa. He got heart surgery or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're just like, Carl's a fat fuck. <laughs> yeah, they just pan the camera at him looking fat in front of the fireplace. Yeah, well, no okay. one even needs to say it. So in, so they say 
they're like, there's we need a Santa. And then Carl's like, where are you going to get a Santa at this estate? And he's very performatively, like, exhale, like getting his belly as big as possible in the scene. Like, yeah. like, like, very intentional as I'm watching it. So I'm interpreting this as, like, he's trying to, like, audition for the part of Santa because for whatever reason he really wants to do this. <laughs> But then the next scene, it turns out, no, he just didn't realize he was stretching out his belly as far as possible while wondering aloud how you can find a Santa at this time of year. He's just a fat man <laughs> minding his own business. <laughs> I, I would like the record to show that I have a belly that some could say shook like a bowl full of jelly. <laughs> And a beard, and yet I have yet to be pulled off the street to fill in as yeah. a last-minute Santa. Well, that's because you're not like sticking your belly out and even arching your back a little. Yeah, you tried arching your back and stroking yourself in front of a fireplace, yeah. Austin, and say, "Where could you find a Santa this <laughs> year?" Ho ho! Hmm. I heard, I heard it was a real problem for larger men to be. <laughs> Drafted to the mall Santa well, gig maybe it hasn't, against their will. Maybe it hasn't happened to me because none of my loved ones are inexplicably in charge of putting on <laughs> the entire Christmas entertainment at the local mall <laughs> instead of like uh. the fucking property manager of the mall or one of the stores they're in. Yeah. Or... Austin, I think the problem is you're not fat enough. No. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Or whatever rents out mall Santas and they're probably going to all the malls to like sell their services you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yes for whatever reason harriet winslow is in charge of the mall santa yeah is it harriet or i thought it was laura no i thought it was uh, whatever someone in the winslow family <laughs> whatever <laughs> indeed <laughs> no it's harriet because she makes laura dress up like the elf as we'll see it uh, in the yeah. next scene well yeah so anyway cut to the mall and carl's like ah, i'm fucking santa <laughs> He's like really not into it. Um, and then Laura is an elf, and she's not into that either. Yeah, well, she's all concerned about how stupid she's gonna look in front of people. And I guess I didn't. I was thinking of her as like a high schooler at this point, where I'm like, I feel like all high schoolers know that other at times you just get forced into doing stupid stuff you don't want to do, and it never like carries with you. But now she's an adult, so I feel like she should be more comfortable like doing what you know. Yeah. You have to dress up sometimes in the costume, yeah. and you know. Yeah. What's really going to come of it? <laughs> that was my thought, too. I'm like, by the time you're 28 or whatever, yeah. like the ship has sailed on, oh, no, what will my friends think? <laughs> you just explain. You just say, hey, I needed to help out, and they needed an elf. So Especially when, like, me. you're like, I needed to help out because my mom's in charge of this thing inexplicably. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> I went to pick up my niece from middle school the other day. Mm-hmm. And she saw me and she got all embarrassed and like, didn't want anyone to see me. <laughs> were you dressed as an elf? Yeah, what were you wearing? I was just wearing some cool clothes. <laughs> and I was just like, look at these, they're a bunch of fucking little kids. A bunch of virgins who can't drive and don't drink and they don't have any jobs or money. Like, I should they're be embarrassed cool. to you. Yeah. <laughs> well, wait, so don't what, know anything. What were you doing? Were you just like picking her up? Yeah. What was she embarrassed about? Like, what? She's just a jerk. You know? <laughs> like, do other kids not get picked up at school? Is that it? Like, I think they all do, and they're all ashamed of their family. You know? <laughs> like the way it is. She's like, I don't want any of my friends to see my shiftless uncle picking me up. I know. I was like, I'm fucking cool, man. I don't even know shit. I'm just saying, I think... 
to me as a kid at that point you'd just be a neutral entity like i don't know why right. I judge, like I'm like oh there's somebody picking her up hopefully she knows him i don't know but i was like you're <laughs> I was like, your dad's a fucking piece of work, yeah. man. You should be glad I'm the one picking her up. <laughs> look at that dork picking her up. I bet he is a podcast. I know, but I was just like, look at all these fucking dorky little kids. Like, <laughs> I could beat up all of you. Covering my face, you know? I do want to do that, though. Like, next time I take them somewhere in my car, be like, hey, you guys, get down. I don't want anyone to see you. <laughs> you'll, but you'll, they don't get that You'll kind kill of my cred if anyone sees me I with know. you. All my cool friends will think I'm a loser because I'm hanging out with you. So Maxine sees Laura dressed as an elf. Yeah. Yes. And, and gives her shit. Maxine was also Punky Brewster's friend Sherry on Punky Brewster. Huh. Oh, and wasn't no she on way. Salute Your Shorts? Oh yeah, yeah. I think so. Can we get the crack research team on that? Uh, I'll take David at his word. He knows Salute Your Shorts pretty well. Camp on Awana. Okay. I hold you in my Yeah, heart. I haven't seen Salute Your Shorts in forever. <laughs> I know that there's a regular friend on this show that was on Salute Your Shorts. I feel like it's Maxine, but it may be a different one. Um, oh, and on this subject, too, to maybe help fix some of the uh, per- perhaps beyond my boundaries racial statements I made about Family Matters, um, I read a really cool article about how positive uh, Black Santa is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that it's really good. Like, it's good for black kids is like a representation mm-hmm. of, you know, because Santa's such a positive figure culturally. And then uh, it's good for white kids, too, because it's like yeah. this this black guy who brings you presents. Like, it's fine if he comes into your house and stuff, you know? <laughs> um, and that just, like, culturally, it would be really positive if we could all agree just that the fictional character of Santa yeah. was black. Like... That it's actually a really good idea to have, like, Black Santa. If you have Santa images in your house and stuff, like, just to give your kid the impression that Santa is yeah, I, actually black. I did uh, I did wonder when, when this scene started. I'm like, where's all the dumb shit mouth breathers protesting the presence of a yeah. Black Santa? And <laughs> yeah. The war on I'm, Christmas, I, et cetera, et cetera. This is before the internet. That's a, that's, 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 that was yeah. how I answered my question. I was like, well, this was before Facebook, so. Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying that Carl Winslow Santa is canon now, and that's going on top of all our trees? I'm saying that he's saving the country. Thank <laughs> <laughs> God. That Santa was white in this universe? No, uh, there's been at least one prior black Santa. Oh, no, he was black, it, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah Ben, yeah, ben, homeless homeless ben, ben, ben the Homeless Man. Ben the Homeless Man. Yeah, okay, everything checks out. I like it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Because um, the other time Santa was real, we didn't see Santa, right? Yeah. Correct. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> I love that we have to All keep right. track of the different instances of real Santa on this mm-hmm. show. <laughs> yeah. And an angel named Milo the janitor was yeah. black, too. That's true. Everyone's black in heaven. Yay! <laughs> so, uh, Urkel works at the wrapping booth, which Meyer got him the job because I guess she works there, too. Yeah. She seems to own it yeah. i don't understand she was very like you need to hurry up because we get like paid by the package or whatever and i'm like yeah. well i think you'd be four higher employees and you'd be paid by the hour regardless mm. but unless she like owns it in which case like yeah i only turn a profit if i wrap so many presents per hour or whatever. yeah yeah i don't know are, are these wrapping <laughs> say were they ever a real thing of like yeah. Well, I know like department stores had gift wrapping departments. I mean, yeah. year round, year round, but certainly they got 
more of a workout in during the holidays, but I don't know that I remember seeing like a pop up mm. gift wrapping booth at the mall or whatever. But yeah. I feel like that's a thing. I feel like in the mall, you guys live by the biggest mall in the country. I bet there's like yeah. a wing where you can get your fucking. <laughs> there's not that I've spo- ever seen. Spoiler alert: There's not. <laughs> <laughs> We had one in our small mall. Are you sure? It's time for you guys to go hang out in the Mall of America because it's still open, right? I was literally at the Mall of America earlier today, and there is no gift wrapping station. (laughs) Are there still sharks? There are still sharks, yes. Well, that's something. Wait, what? There's fucking sharks. (laughs) In the aquarium. Yeah, we didn't take you to the aquarium, Ryan, when you were at the mall. Oh, you didn't see it? No, but we went on the roller coaster, so that was cool. That was scary. But I didn't know there was an aquarium. I, yeah, we were scared. Do they let sharks on the roller coaster? There were. <laughs> cool. So, like, Urkel's really good at wrapping presents, but he's no. very slow at it. Yeah, that's what, I guess I was kind of surprised he was so good at it, but yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's a little bit of a swerve for this show, that he's not just, like, <laughs> a complete fuck-up at wrapping presents. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of his arc, right? Like, this is him being the most competent he's ever been at anything, which is only a little incompetent. Yeah, he's a fuck-up at turning a profit, but he's good at wrapping presents. Mm. Yeah, he's he's just ineffectively slow. Mm-hmm. He's really grown up in his 40s. <laughs> he has. <laughs> and then, like, a shitty customer scares him into giving her free wrapping. Yeah. And Myra's like, get with it, Urkel. Yeah, all the customers That's seem shitty good. at this wrapping place. I don't know what's Yeah, nobody... But also, the quality of the wrapping is shitty, too. Like, everything is... It's, it's just a bad shitty. scene all around. <laughs> it's like, two wrongs don't make a rap. Right. <laughs> two wrongs don't make a rap. Yeah, I did appreciate so, how they followed this scene from the angry customer from Santa Land over to the wrapping station. Yeah, whoever directed this episode was really inspired. <laughs> they were trying to get a good demo reel so they could get more work after the show shut down. <laughs> so they could get a decent job. Right, right. So then we see Carl Santa again, and this is where I wanted to point out how sweaty he is. <laughs> Which, again, sweaty I appreciated because I would also be sweating in that scenario. He's a sweaty Santa. Maybe that's why they don't ask you, Austin. That could be. That could be. Mm-hmm. How sweaty are you, Austin? Pretty sweaty. <laughs> well, you're a pretty sweaty guy. Most most things that require a minimal amount of effort result in me getting very sweaty. Huh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Do you sweat when you take a piss? <laughs> no. I mean, unless it's super hot outside or something. Like, like super hot, he means like 60. 60. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 60, you guys both agreed. <laughs> For him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, you know no, I his, just, his temp day. I, I generally run hot, and then that gets combined with being mostly out of shape, and it results in a lot of sweat. When you park somewhere and then get out of your car and walk inside, uh-huh. are you usually sweaty by the time you're inside? If the temp's over 60, I am. Wow. <laughs> Huh. I mean, if it's you know, if it's over sixty and I'm in like shorts and a t-shirt and I'm coming out of an air-conditioned car, then yeah, I'm probably okay. But yeah. unless we're talking like eighties, nineties, in which case, yeah, then it's then it's just a constant near sweat at all times. Where do you think you rank among sweatiest men who ever lived? <laughs> yeah, near the top, though. Probably not. Really? Though probably not the top. He's not like pit staining. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm not that sweaty. 
Oh, well, I'm unimpressed now by how sweaty you are. There's okay. no pit stains. <laughs> well, you know. No, he's no pit stain. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to look more into this, but it's good. It's another, uh, peeled another layer off that onion. That, <laughs> that, that sweaty, 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 sweaty onion. <laughs> So then there's this white lady customer yeah. <laughs> who's just cannot decide what wrapping ribbon combo she wants. White ladies, am I right? I know. Let's just say and throughout this whole like wrapping these wrapping <laughs> scenes, I'm always amazed at the line there is considering how poor the service is in the, in the <laughs> wrapping area. And they can clearly see how the Urkel doesn't have his shit together yet. I also think that these are the kind of thing where you just, like, leave shit and come back yeah, later. Yeah, exactly. So mm. I don't really know why there's a big line. Maybe it's the line to drop off or pick up. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. But there's a lot of, um, I don't even know if you could call it physical comedy. There's just... Yeah, it's... Things just don't go well. This customer is supposed to be very... Well, she's snotty, but then, like, it's over the top. You're just like, this is a Because, like, it gets wrapped, and then she's like, you know... I think I'm just going to return this gift. I'm like, nobody does that. Nobody like gets a gift wrapped and then be like, no, I'm just going to return it. Because then they, then she opens it and be like, no, I think I'm going to keep it. And you're like, this is stupid. Terrible. <laughs> um, it's just a real white lady move. You know, know, yeah, that's that true. But then, uh, and then Urkel, there's like a real, just a shot of him staring at the camera for like 10 seconds. Yeah. And it's supposed to be like, wah, wah. But you're just like, God, Urkel looks terrible. (laughs) It's a 40-yard stare from a 40-year-old man. And it's just really weird to share eye contact with him. Like, why are you working at a a wrapping place then, buddy? Yeah, I don't understand that at all. You should be working at, like, NASA or something. (laughs) Or at least, like, an accountant. I don't know. (laughs) Just some sort of practical job. (laughs) So then, uh... We go back to the Winslow house, and uh, Mother Winslow comes in, and everyone's like, holy shit! <laughs> and I think it's been years since we've seen her. Yeah, yeah it's been uh, it's been about a year almost exactly, according to the crack research team. And guess yeah. what she had driven in on? A snowmobile or something? <laughs> See, it's funny because she's an old lady, but that's like a young person thing. I know, that's her whole deal. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then they're like, oh, Richie, by the way, your mom is stuck in Detroit now. <laughs> yeah. Which is code for doesn't care about you. No, it's code for he's a 10. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, do I want this new D or my little Jerry Curl kid? <laughs> New, New D. Merry Christmas. And she says to him, like, oh, honey, I know that your mom would do anything to be with you. And I'm like, except appear in this series for the last three years. <laughs> well, I don't think that was her choice. <laughs> well, maybe the writers shouldn't hang quite the lampshade on well, it. Then, okay, so how long has it have, has it been since we've seen Rachel? Well, if she, it's been years, I years. think. But then Richie's like, it's not Christmas without my mom. And I'm like. Has it been like three Christmases already with that? I had legitimate problems with that, yes. Um, so it's been it's been about two years since we saw the act the character because she showed up in the Disney World episode. Or the, okay. the Disney World two parter. Uh-huh. And that was so this is ninety seven. That was at ninety five, but her last regular, semi regular appearance was 
the sixth season Christmas episode that we reviewed in our last episode. Wow. Miracle on Elm Street, which was from 1994. So it's been three years since she's had a regular presence on the show, <laughs> barring one brief return for a Disney World two-parter. So, they yeah, just they, left her at Disney World. They clearly had more than one Christmas without, <laughs> without his mom at this point. Well, you know, if we'd watched every Family Matters Christmas, <laughs> we would have an easier... Yeah, we could actually criticize the them. knowledge, right, instead of just... <laughs> we fucked up, you guys. <laughs> so, yeah, Richie's like, With my, without my mom, it's not Christmas. Uh, and he drips upstairs. But then, you're, aren't you like, Richie, why don't you just, like, hop on a plane and go see her? Cause... Why aren't you wherever she is anyway? Yeah. <laughs> Well, and then, you know, not to give away what does happen, but, like, Detroit is not that far from (laughs) Chicago. No. No, it's not. So, yeah, she could rent a car or even hitchhike. (laughs) Um, So then there's a real long rapping line at the mall. So, again, there's not really, like, a story here at all. It's just, like, a bunch of stuff happens at the mall. Yeah, it's a series of events. Oh, so then Carl Santa and this kid is like... <laughs> this might evolve into something. Well, sort of. Yeah, right? This kid's like, what I want for Christmas is for my dad to have a job. Yeah, so this uh, it's, it's the old... Uh, it's the old, aw, uh, this kid has a real problem. Yeah, dude. I know. Trope. I kept waiting for Carl to be like, you and your dad can come live at my house. <laughs> or just you. We're always taking children, not so much dads. We'll call you 4J. <laughs> so the kid's like, my dad needs a job. And Carl's like, hand job, mouth job? <laughs> Come over to the old Casa de Winslow. And the kid's like, rim job. <laughs> rim shot. You and can't. Like, ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. <laughs> you can't arrest me. I'm a cop. <laughs> so do, uh... Do mall Santas have like a protocol for when this type of thing happens? You'd hope like, you'd well. Yeah, I if it happens as often as even like half as often as TV has led me to believe, I would hope they have a protocol. I do wonder how often it truly happens in real life. Yeah, but then yeah, I don't know. Like, is Winslow just going to take a personal investment in all the kids? Like, make sure they get their toys they asked for too. It's like, well, he clearly he clearly has some kind of business card at the tip of his fingers. Yeah, I know. To <laughs> hand to this kid when he's like, "Give this to your dad and have him call my buddy Carl, and he'll get him set up with a job." And I'm like, he's "That's Carl a, Winslow. He's an important man. That's a pretty big promise, there, Carl." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was like, "What's he gonna do? Is he gonna make this guy a cop?" Yeah, I'm like, for all you know, this guy's like an engineer or like some highly specialized field that he just can't find a job in, or like a deviant of some. Well, that's sort. I mean, that's, I was giving him the benefit of the doubt. That could be the other problem yeah. is that he's like some drugged out loser who can't hold down yeah. a job because he's constantly high or something. Not unlikely. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this it, is all just an elaborate sting operation. That could be it. <laughs> that would be awesome if Carl dresses Santa, then goes and arrests his dad. Carl's like, have him. this guy give me a call. And when the guy calls and he finds out he can't hold down a job because he's a druggie, Carl busts him. <laughs> or Carl like comes in and separates him from his son. <laughs> Child Protective Services. Merry Christmas. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's like, I'll get him a job at 
And then there's like applause after Carl. Well, because yeah, he said Laura's like, "What are you gonna do?" And he's like, "Well, I could pull some strings with my people." And she's like, "You mean at the precinct? No, where they really know me at the donut shop or whatever." Yeah, that's where I was like, "Well, what, for all you know, this guy's like highly specialized." And you're like, "Here's a job. <laughs> Take it out the trash at the donut shop." Well, but if he's sending his kid out to recruit <laughs> employment for him, he'll probably take what he can get. <laughs> So, yeah, and then uh, I thought, too, for a second, he was going to give the dad the Santa job. Oh. He's going to be like, I don't want to do this job. This kid's dad can do it. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that would require narrative continuity and plot lines, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Also, it would be really, like, not a, it'd be a very temporary yeah. thing. So. It's pretty dangerous, too. Here's this random unemployed guy. Now have a bunch of children sit on him. It's true. Very true. But did they vet Carl for this either? Or I guess not. They were... His Carl's like Santa. the most wholesome man in the world. <laughs> sure, but who's, do we know who's that? Who's doing the vetting? His wife's in charge of this entire operation. That's the problem. Well, she vetted him. <laughs> yeah, she did. <laughs> she vetted him all night long. <laughs> <laughs> so then... Urkel's customers are mad, and he's doing a bad job rapping. Yeah, well, so oh. he gets under pressure. I just have a thing to say about it because he, yeah, do it. He, he he's under pressure, so they like you know you got to rap these faster. So then he like does a shitty job where he just like rips them up or whatever, and he's just like handing them like half wrapped presents. These two people. So then these two people start giving him shit back, being like, "What the fuck? How about you actually wrap my present?" And then the person behind it, those people is like get out of the way, time for my present to get wrapped. And I'm like, do you want your present wrapped? Did you not see what these people's presents look like right now? Like, <laughs> I think the right answer is to leave and find some other place to get your presents wrapped. Yeah, I think things are just pretty much officially not working out here. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and then the customers, like, start brawling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Things like, for once, it's not Urkel doing the damn. I mean, I guess he's still directly responsible. Yeah. But, um, yeah, these people are really trying to kill each other in this line. And then uh, Urkel gives the speech about the meaning of Christmas yeah. and all that. <laughs> and then they they grab him. Yes. <laughs> yeah. and then His they speech had zero up. effect. This was, uh, this was not a full house speech that happened here. No, this was like what would actually happen <laughs> if you got up in front of a bunch of people and gave an inspiring Christmas speech when they're all really agitated. <laughs> When they grabbed him, did anybody else's picture Urkel torn asunder? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was hoping Just to. Ripped to shreds by many hands. Hoping to see, like, a leg and, a, like, an arm pop out of the, like, thing. <laughs> that would be a Christmas, Christmas miracle. miracle. If Urkel was torn apart by an angry mob. <laughs> <laughs> that would prove that there is a real Santa. <laughs> yeah. So then they wrap him up, and he's on the counter. Yeah, he has, like, this giant and bow on his head. I yeah. wish they'd wrap it up. <laughs> we still have well, six minutes. You might have to wrap it up soon, though. Right? I know. Well, then Myra, like, grabs him and pulls him under the counter, and they start fucking... <laughs> like, it was crazy! Way to interpret that, right? Yeah, no. she even well, says, like, as long as you're down there. Yeah. That's yeah. what I think it means, is that she just, like, dunks on him and forces Cunnilingus while oh, he's yeah. down on the ground dressed as a present. Maybe. Yeah. You're thinking just Definitely. third base? Just maybe third, yeah. yeah. I mean, what else would you want out of Urkel? But Myra's really into him, yeah. so I don't know. Yeah. 
She's really into him. All I know <laughs> is he was tied up and fell on the ground, and she was ready to do whatever she wanted. So, uh, <laughs> In the great Christmas tradition of a felled man being fair game. <laughs> <laughs> Homeless or otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if we found that jobless dad and pushed him over, you better believe he'd get it, too. Yeah. <laughs> grading on a scale i did find it mildly humorous when myra's like oh i feel so awful about what happened to you and he's like if you feel so awful why did you help them yeah, and just like the idea yeah, of, that was kind of good of her like, diving good. into the scrum as well just yeah. to like go along with yeah. the mob mentality and tie them up i imagine she was just directing them with like no this isn't how you wrap a person you gotta wrap them like yeah, yeah. these yeah. folks I was on board for that being fun, being funny. Yeah. <laughs> so then there's like no transition whatsoever between this ending scene and then the next. Yeah, scene. transitions are uh, season one through eight kind of thing. Here it's here it's season nine. We just <laughs> jump to the next scene. Yeah, apparently I must have been watching a different feed because after this, after Myra jumped on top of him, then they showed a train entering a tunnel, and then it went <laughs> to the next scene. So I don't know. Choo-choo. Maybe a rocket ship going off to him. <laughs> Fireworks. A guy eating a clam. Yeah, oh, wow. <laughs> Breaking a crab open um. with his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> a close-up. So then, yeah, Urkel's just, like, on the stairs at the Winslow's house, and he's like, Santa came, Santa came, because it's just Christmas morning. Yeah, yeah. I like, All right. ding Urkel for still believing in Santa, except he very clearly exists, so... I, I would know. 100% yeah. believe in Santa Claus at his age, if given the <laughs> inconvertible proof I've received twice in my life, at least. <laughs> twice that we saw. Yeah, that's yeah, Probably yeah. more that yeah. we missed. Frankly, everyone else is an idiot for not sharing his enthusiasm. <laughs> It's true. So then, uh, little Richie's like, oh man. Oh, my mom's mom's not not here, here. even though she hasn't been here for three fucking years. (laughs) I know. So that, and then Eddie's not there, which again, I thought was just convenient. But no one's that sad about Eddie. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh well. Yeah, they're like, all right, whatever. They're they're mostly just mad because they think it means they're going to get 7 Eleven Slurpees from him for Christmas again. (laughs) Yeah. And then Urkel gets the Winslow parents a gift, and it's a photo of Eddie and Laura. And they're like, didn't we have another photo? <laughs> he said there was one thing wrong with this photograph. I'm like, oh, because Judy isn't in it? They're like, no, because you're not in it, Steve. Yeah, and, uh, and I'm like, wow, things like, have bark. really, really changed since season six. Yeah, they really, they have given up on all hope yeah. for their life. <laughs> Well, none of their kids are moving out. I think they've accepted their fate. That's like the series in a, in microcosm right there, isn't it? That like they're presented with a picture of their children and they say someone's missing and it's not the character that was written out, but the Ooh. character that <laughs> that she was ostensibly written out to make more room for <laughs> that's not True. in the picture. Do you think Urkel's using mind control rays on them? Because there's one time we were about to watch a Christmas episode and I accidentally watched half of that one. So he does have in canon mind control powers. That would make a lot more sense. The only thing about that is that if he has a mind control ray, why is he wrapping presents at the mall? (laughs) Well, that's just a problem with the series. (laughs) I don't get it. 
mind so continuity. Then, yeah. Um, Carl's like, shit, I didn't get Urkel anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then he gives him the fudge. You guys. And then. You guys. Yeah. yeah. I was so shocked that there wasn't fudge in that box. <laughs> what? Because the fudge was for the peons, and we already knew Carl wasn't one of them, one of the plebs. For Willie the peon. <laughs> I liked how Urkel was, like, blowing his nose in the corner, and then he just throws his snotty <laughs> rag at the wall. Ooh. It's like, Merry Christmas, here's my Mucus germs. on your wall. Yeah. <laughs> so then, uh, yeah, Urkel opens his fudge, and he's like, holy shit. Because it's a sterling silver pen. Yeah. I would have been like, eh, all right. I guess D can have it. Yeah, it's like, that's cool. And Carl's like, it's worth how much? (laughs) (laughs) A $200 pen is still just a pen. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Like, it doesn't do anything else. Like, is is Carl just mad because he would have turned around and, like, hocked it for the $200 or something? I think so. They're pretty into those $200. How much does Carl's mortgage cost? Like, Well, his insurance premiums have got to be through the roof at this point. (laughs) You guys, there's an episode about that. That's why I said that. (laughs) Oh, we have to watch it right now. Let's do a live one where we watch that episode right yeah, now. Yeah, we, we to watch it together right now and just comment yeah. as it's going. Also, it's it's, a really good idea. it's somewhat telling. It's somewhat telling that Carl is like he's upset that he he and Harriet forgot to get Steve a gift in the face of this like touching and heartfelt present that Steve's given them. So he's like, quick, I'll give him the thing that I was pissed to get because it wasn't good enough for me, which under ordinary circumstances, I'd be like, well, that makes sense. But in this new, like, weird reality where Steve is their third child, it's like, it seems like a dick move still. I mean, it's better than nothing, right? Is it, though? I mean, like, I don't know. I'd take fudge. Frankly, I take fudge over the pen, so I don't know. Ah, well, fair. <laughs> That's true. Two hundred dollar fudge. Well, I mean, if I could sell the pen, then I'd just buy more fudge. But you know, <laughs> two hundred dollars worth of fudge. Yeah. I'd like to see that in a stocking. So basically, I had the option. Like, I'd be mad if I was Carl because I could have had more fudge. I think is the <laughs> true. That's what he's doing. He's like, oh man, could have had so much fudge. <laughs> he starts sweating thinking about the fudge. <laughs> So then Eddie comes back and he's like, "It's okay, I'm still on the show." Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. He said, and he's like, "Here's Aunt Rachel," and she's like, "Remember me?" And then that's the end. Yeah. And she's still alive, contrary to me picturing her fading out like a Back to the Future sibling. She's like totally there. Well, and so, but then they end with like uh, Carl going to Eddie and being like, "How'd you drive through this blizzard?" And he said, "I tailgated a snowplow." Now it's oh, like, right. oh, those snow plows that go from Chicago to Detroit? <laughs> it's not that far. Also, also, those snow plows that go from Chicago to Detroit and go about 15 miles an hour on the freeway. I'm well, like, they, they don't all just go. Like, no, of course. Yeah, they, they don't have go. Their own areas that they. Uh-huh. Wow. But then it's, well, it's like, they also go very, very slowly yes. when they're driving. He'd still be on the fucking road, even if he found one that was on its way to Detroit. It's a four and a half hour drive. <laughs> and I'm saying it would be about 12 to 16 hours behind a snowplow. Yeah. Well, what else is Eddie doing? Yeah, yeah fair, en- fair enough. 
To be fair, well, man, when, it, when there was a note that he's out getting presents, I just assumed he wasn't going to be on the show. Yeah. I thought he was going to go get that dog. You guys, what happened to Mr. Pooperton? <laughs> you oh, yeah, I forgot you about don't that want guy. to know. Oh, no. <laughs> he became one of Urkel's experiments. Steve, Steve did <laughs> do that. <laughs> so then during the end credits, because that's the end. They're just like, hey, Aunt Rachel's here. The other thing is it's always weird for someone to, like, come back, and then they're like, they're not going to do anything with it. She's going to show up for, like, 30 seconds. Like, <laughs> I know. I don't know. Did she quit the series? Or I don't really get what the dynamic I would is. assume it, the series quit her. Because it's not like they had a whole lot for her to do in the series. And she could have worked at the mall. <laughs> she could have been in charge of the of the Santa. Yeah. No, it does. Yeah, it it feels like she just got pushed out too to make more room for Steve. But yeah. they need her every year to do her beautiful singing for right. Christmas. So then, during the end credits, the family's opening presents, and then Rachel sings "Oh Holy Night" while they exchange presents and smooch each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's this year. So I think we had all Aunt Rachel singing. Yeah, she owns it. I think there was the one where it was like a soundtrack singing and then everybody joined in towards the end. Yeah. I don't remember. I feel like Harriet went to the piano. Or maybe I'm thinking Rachel. (laughs) I can't keep track. (laughs) Yeah. Who knows? (laughs) There's no way to ever find out. A super, super dramatic... Uh, zoom in on the title card wishing everybody watching a, a Merry Christmas. No, a Happy Holidays, Austin. Yeah, sorry. Happy Holidays. Mm. First, there's like a weirdly long shot of a stuffed snowman. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, what am I looking at? And then they zoom out and it's like, Happy Holidays from our family to yours in front of the fireplace. And that will that's the end of the, the final Family Matters Christmas. Oh, man. It went by so fast. I know. I wish that there were many more years. <laughs> it went by so slowly. I wish Family Matters was still going on as a sitcom now. I do. I wish that there were so many that we could just do an ongoing podcast that was just Christmas episodes. Of just oh, Christmas man. Not even like Halloween. You wouldn't stick those in. I wish that the Halloween episode was just still a Christmas episode. <laughs> I do want a crossover where they get the evil dolls for Christmas and they all get evil dolls of each other that are trying Ooh. to take their souls and they also sing. That's a good idea. And sit on a gingerbread house. Yep. And fuck a lot. I think you're really on to something here. Thanks. <laughs> I'm in charge of the reboot. Our hearts are warmed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so before we here. wrap up. Wrap it up. Before we wrap up, you guys, I want to share a, a Christmas miracle that happened. <gasps> so I was out of town for a couple weeks, and I came home, and there was a mysterious package waiting for me. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it was from Stacy and Chris Thomas in Florida. Oh, I love that. I'm a great listener. And I was like, what could it be? <laughs> oh, shit. What could it be, you guys? Fucking Urkel doll. <laughs> Your dream came true, Ryan. And I cannot thank you enough, Stacy and Chris Thomas. You're, I, I love you more than any of my co-hosts. He's tough, he's tough but fair. Yeah, I never got him. And <laughs> there's many great things about this talking Urkel doll, but uh, possibly greatest is how old the voice box is. Are you guys ready? <gasps> I'm ready. Let's have it. 
What is he saying? He's swearing. What's he saying? <laughs> I think he only says a few things. And he'll just say them over and over again. He's saying, no sweat, my pet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. He said, got any cheese before. Hold on. Yeah, he just says the same thing over and over again. Did yeah, I there it is. wanted was the money phrase. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Wow, I can't believe we have an Urkel cameo on this podcast. Not since Miss Bliss called in have we been so visited. And sent him with a little <gasps> holiday oh, hat that fits. Oh, Ryan, that. are you going to put on a little papoose and carry him to all the holiday events you do like he's your son? Going to, <laughs> no, Carol? I'm pretty sure he already has. <laughs> well, for some reason, I'm not ho- invited to any holidays. <laughs> Anyway, Stacy and Chris, I cannot thank you yeah. enough for enabling me to never have an adult life. <laughs> no, it was really nice of them. Yeah, I guess they just had it in storage, and they were like, yeah, let's get rid of this fucking thing. You're saving them money. I know. I did them a favor. <laughs> it, is, uh, it is kind of frightening how similar it looks to the Steve old doll. Seriously. Uh, Ryan, I hope it haunts you for the rest of your days. Like, memories of this family matters Christmas will haunt me. Me too. Now, Ryan, you once said that if you had a Urkel, a life-size Urkel, yeah. you wouldn't oh. want to fuck it. But you knew inevitably you'd end up fucking it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> what, what are these this doll's chances now that it's like a miniature Urkel. Well, let's just say I might need another one by the time next year. Did I do that? <laughs> Look what you did. <laughs> I'm wearing you down. Since you're down there. Ah, <laughs> uh, having sex with an Urkel doll. <laughs> Does anyone have any uh, any holiday cheer? Do anyone want to do a remembrance of our four holiday family matters that we spent together? Um, I remember when Laura was Urkel, Laura Urkel, oh, and God, she was, was so really <laughs> horny, and she humped like everything, like the Lady Gremlin. That was mm-hmm. cool. Oh, that Lady really Gremlin is awesome. She's so hot. She's so sex positive. I love it. <laughs> she is. Um, She's positive for a lot of sex stuff. <laughs> Let's talk about Gremlins 2 for a while. Oh my god, I love Gremlins 2, Austin. Oh, now you. I'm engaged. Yeah, Featuring fantastic. famous racist Hulk Hogan. Yeah, exactly. oh, I'm gonna get you Gremsters. Those Gremsters. <laughs> it's also John Wayne in the VHS, who's also a famous racist. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, I remember being really perplexed by that as a kid, how Delicious. the VHS was different than the theatrical version. Delicious. Yeah. But I love it when he calls them Gremsters. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I call them Gremsters to this day. <laughs> Thanks, Hulk. Um, yeah, what was, I'm trying to think of which of which of the Christmas episodes we watched was my favorite. Yeah, does one count as favorite, Austin? Yeah, you know, the, yeah, yeah. I don't know, it's a tough call. They were also good. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the opposite, but you know. Tomato, see, tomato. Well, see, what's tough is like this, uh, this one 
Steve Urkel was the most tolerable. Uh-huh. But th- the episode as a whole just sucked more. Like, there's just right. nothing happening on it. Just... Yeah, this was, like, the most inconsequential. Yeah. I mean, I think we went with this one because it had all these returning cast members, and we were kind of intrigued by how bad it would be by season nine, yeah. which we felt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it also, like, creatively was really... It just really could have used, like, a, a revelation that Santa is real. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's where I'm... I'm thinking my favorite might actually be the uh, one where... Carl meets homeless Santa. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know. Laura as Urkel was pretty, yeah, pretty good. Too. I was just annoyed by the message at the end that oh I yeah the be. one the nice thing about the one with the homeless Santa is that like Urkel's in it but he's largely off yeah. on his own throughout most of it and so he's maybe not quite as not annoying as in this episode but he's much more palatable than in the other two where he's just running around wrecking shit. <laughs> and when else do you get to see Urkel paw through pornography at a dump? Like, that's a very yeah, charming Christmas moment. That's true. It was a very special moment. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you guys for, for going along with this. I know that everyone was really not excited about it but it, me. So. It was more fun than I was expecting it to be. Oh, it meant I didn't have to pick an episode. <laughs> what a great show it certainly <laughs> happened yes it certainly did many gingerbread <laughs> houses happened. died to bring us this material well I guess we'll uh, we'll wrap up wrap wrap uh, I got it wrap it up yep. wrap it up I know you're all standing in line at the wrapping station waiting for <laughs> why it's taking so long so, uh, David Bittenhofer, where else can I find you online? You can find me being tied up in a bow, I guess. I don't know. On Twitter, <laughs> at Dr. Bitt. <laughs> Doctor spelled out while I'm down there. Uh, <laughs> I, I lost. Yeah, never. And realgenerinaleisure.com. <laughs> Carolyn Maine, how's about you? Yo, yo, uh, you can find me when I'm not splurging on $69.95 Christmas trees. You can find me at carolynmaine.com, Carolyn Maine on Twitter, Carolyn Maine on Facebook, C-R-O-L-Y-N-M-A-I-N, like the street. I also have a show, Pitch Please. You can buy the card deck at pitchplease.fun or listen to the podcast at crownofallstudios.com. And Austin Gordon, where can I find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me sweating on Twitter at Austin Gordon. <laughs> and uh, to the oldies. <laughs> you can read my writing at therealgentlemanofleisure.com. Still uh, still reviewing those X-Men? Every week. Most. How? Every week. What are you doing besides just a straight-up X-Men series? All, all of every, all the X-Books. X-Men, Uncanny, X-Factor, uh, X-Force. X-Man, uh, Generation X. Generation X, I was going to ask. Yeah, yeah, no. Right on. Yep. Well, those those of you who would, your holiday wishes to read about Generation X comics. And I'm reviewing The Mandalorian right now for my Saturday oh. Star Wars posts. And uh, I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do after that quite yet for Star Wars stuff. But uh, it'll be something. Yeah, there's a new movie coming out. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll write some about that at some point. But yeah. By the time this comes out, it will have been out. Yes. So, Darth Vader's Luke Skywalker's father. Ah! Oh, sorry. As for me, your host, no. I'm Ryan Alexander Tanner. I have a website. It's ohyesverynice.com. That's my drawings and whatnot. Oh, yes, very nice is my Twitter and Instagram handle. You can learn about my personal business on 
Instagram, not so much on Twitter. As for the show, we are a very special episode podcast. We have a website. It's a very special episode podcast.com. You can stream and or download every episode of our series on there. How many episodes have we done? We must be at quite a few. Uh, I believe this is episode 90. Oh, wow. That's cool. We have a Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash avsepod. That's a really good place to give us feedback and things like that about how great our show is. Yeah. We have a Twitter account. It's at avsepod. You can also praise us there. Uh, and you can email us at avsepodcast at gmail.com. We should do a, 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 an email. Mailbag. Yeah, yeah do, a, do a mailbag at, uh, at our next one. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, we'll talk about the next one in just a second. But first, you can download us and subscribe to us on iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, and Stitcher. And please give us their highest available ratings on those sites. I don't know what they are. Hosting platforms. Places. Platforms. Uh, And we'd really appreciate it. If you have a lower opinion of us, please just stop listening to our show and don't say anything about it. (laughs) Hush and stop. Thanks. Yeah, so that's going to wrap things up. So we'll be back in how long till we come back? Because we went weekly for this, so it's four in a row weekly, which is not how we usually do it. Don't get used to it. Uh, yeah, either oh, a couple, three weeks. We'll I'll we'll blast on our Facebook page when it's when it's okay. So if we're not back in two weeks, we'll be back in three weeks for our end of the year roundup, right? Yes, end of the year. <laughs> we'll see you when we see you. And, and I'm not exactly, we're going to talk about stuff that came out this year, I guess, right? Mm, yeah, I think that's the plan. And there may be a, I don't know if it's an important announcement, but... A special <laughs> announcement. We'll have a special announcement at the end of that episode. Stay yeah, tuned! That's what we call in the biz a cliffhanger. Uh-huh. <laughs> so until then, I'll be at home fucking this Urkel doll. Merry <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> Ho, ho, ho. Yeah, that was this AVSC on your home PC with some VIPs of SBTP. Was it Austin G, Dr. DB, RAT, or the Steamer? What the heck was with that TV? This podcast is kind of funny. Excuse us all, because we gotta go pee. That was a very special episode We dissected that shit from head to toe Did the time fly by or was it slow? Got so many life lessons Oh how we've grown Seen so much TV that we're gonna explode Next time on a very special episode